Carlos Correa and your stupid big toe running the dong train. That's okay. We've got Kershaw. We've got Verlander tonight. It's going to be a great night of MLB DFS. I'm Heath Cummings, joined by Mike McClure. Mike, it's really Kershaw versus Verlander tonight. I mean, not not literally, but in your decision-making process, right? Yes. When it comes to daily fantasy baseball, that is the decision tonight. Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander. Uh, Kershaw on the road in Arizona, big-time negative park shift. Verlander at home against the Orioles. Um, you know, I'm definitely leaning towards Justin Verlander, but I do think it's a very, very interesting debate tonight. And the Orioles have been hot garbage offensively so far this year. Kershaw, 1200 more on FanDuel, on DraftKings. He's just $600 more. We will talk about that a little bit later in the show. Let's just jump right into the top stacks of the night. The highest implied run total, when I looked just about 30 minutes ago, the Toronto Blue Jays at 5.3, then the Milwaukee Brewers at 5.2, then, of course, the Houston Astros at 5.1. And I'd just like to know, Mike, and I, you are the data guy. You can run all kinds of numbers. I'd like you to go back before the next time that Miguel Gonzalez pitches, because I'm sure this will happen again. I'd like to see his career ERA when the offense he's facing is the top stack of the night, because it feels like it's like 2.5. Yeah, no, he, uh, he's a tricky guy to solve. Uh, you know, it's, you have these obvious spots where you think that you should load up against Miguel Gonzalez and he ends up being a top five pitcher on the night. Uh, you know, that's happened to me many times in DFS over the last two seasons, uh, stacking against him. So, you know, I do, however, agree that the Blue Jays should be one of the top stacks and I will be stacking against Miguel Gonzalez. I have no interest in playing him. I will say we'll get to cheap pitchers a little bit later. Miguel Gonzalez is not a bad cheap pitcher to use because it's just absolutely dumb how he does this, but he won't do it with strikeouts, but it would not be odd at all to see him go seven innings with four strikeouts and give up one run tonight. No, it's definitely a possible outcome. Uh, I hope it's not the outcome we get, but it is definitely a possible outcome. So the Blue Jays, Brewers, and Astros, the, the three teams over five, but I, I listed them in that order. There's a tenth of a run difference between each of them. How would you prioritize those offenses when you're stacking tonight? Uh, certainly going to be the Houston Astros number one. Uh, you know, we're going to see that a lot this year. And the reason for that is, you know, you could say this about a lot of teams in MLB because, look, they're all great hitters. They're all great players. But when you look at the Houston Astros lineup, one through nine in the projected lineup is a legit home run threat at all times. And... You know, home runs are obviously king in daily fantasy baseball, driving in runs. Like, you just look at this lineup, you know, if they, if their Vegas implied run total was only, say, 4.5 tonight, they would still be my number one stack just based on the players that they have in that lineup. I'm going to tell you something that happened to me last night. I checked in on my lineups. They were doing pretty well. Carlos Correa had been hurt, and so I knew I wasn't winning big money. But I really knew I wasn't winning big money before that because we were just too chalky last night. And that's been a little bit of a problem. So I'm going to try to bring something different to the table. I'm going to get you a contrarian stack and a contrarian pitcher each day with the caveat. I don't want any tweets if the first day of giving a contrarian stack, it doesn't hit. Because you know what? The math says the contrarian stack is not going to hit. The point is not playing this stack because the odds are great. It's going to hit. The point is playing this deck because when it hits, it could hit big, and it would be profitable when it does. And my favorite one tonight is dirt cheap. On DraftKings, it might even allow you to play Kershaw and Verlander together. It's the San Diego Padres going up against Kyle Freeland. 
likely without Will Myers, maybe without Austin Hedges. They are going to have a ton of value available in that lineup. They have some young right-handed hitters with pop. You talked about home runs, Mike. There's a lot of swing and miss, all or nothing bats in this lineup. Padres are my contrarian stack of the night. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, you know, look, it's always a good strategy when you have two elite pitchers like Kershaw and Verlander on the slate. Uh, you know, if you're someone that's playing multiple lineups every single night, when you get situations where you have two pitchers that are just far and away above the rest of the field, one of your lineups that on those nights should be a lineup with the top two pitchers and stacking up as many cheap bats that are going to have, you know, have a high number of projected plate appearances. And that's exactly what you're talking about doing there. So I love it. And another thing, one of the, another reason this will be such an unpopular stack is that the Padres best hitter, unquestionably without Myers, is Eric Cosmer. He's a lefty facing a lefty tonight. But, you know, I, he does not have enormous platoon splits in that regard. I don't mind playing him and no one's going to have him in their lineup. Yeah, I don't think anyone will use Eric Hosmer tonight. Certainly 2 to 4% ownership max. Uh, so I, I definitely have no issue with that. Here's a guy we said was possibly going to be contrarian last night, leading off the BVP All-Stars. He won't be contrarian tonight. Bryce Harper, 1664 OPS, 7 dongs in 44 plate appearances against Julio Tehran. Everyone's going to have Bryce Harper in their lineup. Uh, everyone but me, yes. No Harper for Mike. He's got it all going. He has all the narratives. He's got BVP. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. He's red hot. He hasn't struck out all year. What's the problem, Mike? Uh, everyone's going to own him. And <laughs> guys like Mike Trout and George Springer still exist on this slate, and they're going to carry probably a little less ownership. Uh, so I, I definitely will be looking to use them as I think that, you know, at least in Springer's case, he's in a better lineup. The rest of the BVP All-Stars, K. Riss Davis, 15.54 OPS, three dongs and 16 plate appearances against Cole Hamels. Edwin Encarnacion, 14.29 OPS, two dongs and 13 plate appearances against Garrett Richards. Zach Cozart, 13.82 OPS with a home run and 18 plate appearances against Josh Tomlin. On the other side, though, Anthony Rendon has not enjoyed the same success that Bryce Harper has, 589 OPS and 34 plate appearances against Julio Tehran. If you're going to stack the Blue Jays, you may want to avoid the Grandy Man. Curtis Granderson, one for 16 with six strikeouts against Miguel Gonzalez. That's like 60 strikeouts against any other pitcher. And then, unsurprisingly, Jonathan Scope, two of 16 with five strikeouts against Verlander. Yeah, the uh, the Curtis Granderson and Bryce Harper ones present the most interesting questions of the day uh you know obviously harper he's a great player so i I, that kind of makes sense anyway but curtis granderson probably going to be either leading off hitting top four in that blue jays lineup he's two thousand dollars on fanduel today uh he's basically a free square in what is implied to be the number one offense of the night wow wow let's see if mike can talk me into avoiding bbp and putting him in our show lineup Let's get to Dong Chasers, though. I'm still in first place, but that lead shrunk a little bit because I didn't catch a Dong. He, I'm at 38-83. Chris caught his first Dong of the season, 22-33. He's in second place now. Adam holding strong in third at 19-33. Mike at 1,600. And Scott White still has not caught a Dong. So Chris had honors. He went with Reese Hoskins at 4,900. 
I'm, I didn't say anything to Chris about this. And to be clear, he picked Hanley Ramirez last night after his pick of J.D. Martinez got scratched. Uh, I, there's a chance Reese Hoskins is getting scratched as well because there's a chance they're not playing that game. It's still very cold and wet in New York. More on that later. I'm going with Chris Davis, and I picked it before I looked at the BVP. But a right-handed power hitter against Cole Hamels. I, I think Hamels has got a little bit back. I don't love him in this spot. Adam loves BVP, and so he picked Bryce Harper at 5,300. Mike, who are you going with? I'm going to go with the top offense of the night in terms of the implied run total, and that's going to be the Blue Jays with Justin Smoke. Uh, you know, Smoke's had a little success already this season. I love him against right-handed pitching here. I want to pick on Miguel Gonzalez as much as I can. I just simply do not believe that he is a good pitcher. And I think Justin Smoke makes a lot of sense tonight and has a lot of upside. So he's my dong chaser's pick. And I believe your cheapest pick of the season at 3700 And then Scott White went with George Springer at 5200 I know you like that pick as well. Let's talk about the weather real quick. It's still very wet, very cold in New York. As of right now, we're expecting to play that game. I think personally, if they do play it, it just gives us more value pitchers. That's not a good hitting environment. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. Not a good hitting environment at all. Um, you know, do we want to play Ben Lively or Matt Harvey? I don't know if we want to play either one of those guys yet. It, look, it should be a good environment, but I don't know that I'm ready to jump in on either of those pitchers yet. Maybe you can talk me into one of them. I may talk you into one in just a moment. Wind will be blowing in from right in Atlanta with a chance of pop-up showers. I'm not worried about that game not playing. I'm not worried about the hitters in terms of rain. It's a slight downgrade for the left-handed power, though not certainly not for Bryce Harper. He could hit it through a 30-mile-an-hour wind. And then the wind will be blowing out in Oakland. You ready to do this Kershaw versus Verlander thing? I'm ready to do this. Let's do it. Break it down for us, Mike. So, I mean, what you're looking at here is Clayton Kershaw on the road. Uh, you know, we've heard talk about the humidor in Arizona. I don't, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. It's still not a solid pitching environment. I don't care what anybody says. And when you go from Dodger Stadium to Chase Field, even if you're Clayton Kershaw, that does have an effect. And there are a number of guys in this Diamondbacks lineup that hit left-handed pitching very well. Um, you know, looking at Paul Goldschmidt, A.J. Pollock, even Ahmed and Owings, like they could be decent contact hitters at times that are going to make Kershaw use some pitches. Uh, so I'm not expecting a huge strikeout total from Kershaw. Uh, so with him on the road and the way the Orioles have started this season, with just there's been awful offensively. I think that Verlander, if you're on FanDuel, is pretty easily the number one play over Kershaw. I like it a lot. I do. I I think I agree. I'm probably still going to play Kershaw on DraftKings. I haven't quite wrapped my head around yet the Orioles being a bad offense. Like, I, there's still so much boom potential with Manny Machado, Chris Davis, Adam Jones. Trey Mancini, I feel like Verlander could get hurt in that game without making very many mistakes. Oh, yeah. No, there's certainly, you know, an outcome there where Verlander gives up two or three home runs to this lineup. Like, look, the Orioles are not going to be this bad all season. Like, they just they have too many power hitters in that lineup. I mean, they're still a very dangerous offense. Um, but, you know, at, at this point, I still think that Verlander is the, the better play of the two. Uh, you know, it is way more interesting on DraftKings, though, where the price difference is not nearly, you know, at the level where it is on FanDuel. The win maybe isn't quite as important on DraftKings, uh, just knowing that you have two pitchers and just the way the scoring rules work. 
Uh, so I do think it's a much more interesting question over there. Um, I'm probably going to take the stance on Verlander over Kershaw personally, just thinking that the field might see the small price difference and think, okay, I'm just going to play Verlander on FanDuel, Kershaw on DraftKings. Uh, so I think I'm just going to go overweight on Verlander and just be all in there tonight. Speaking of what the field might do, I think the field might ignore the pitcher going against Clayton Kershaw because that's generally a pretty good game plan. <laughs> You're not going to get a win against the guy going against Kershaw. Just don't tell that to Ty Block. But I really like, as my contrarian pitcher of the night, Zach Godley, dirt cheap on FanDuel at 7,500. This is a pitcher who had a 3.37 ERA last year, struck out nine and a half batters per nine, and he's an extreme ground ball guy. Godley's priced really well on FanDuel, probably not quite as good of a contrarian option on FanDuel because of that, but I'm going to play him a, a little bit in tournaments on both sides. I'm definitely on board with that. Uh, you know, we've talked about this in other sports at times, but baseball, especially early in the season, it's one thing that you can do. I like to compare the pricing between the sites, uh, especially on pitching. When you go over there and see where he's at on DraftKings, the, the DraftKings pricing on the pitching is a little sh- more sharp because they're using park factors and some of these other metrics when it comes to setting the pricing and not necessarily just looking at like fantasy points per game and some of the other things that it appears that they're doing on FanDuel currently. Uh, so you look over there and see him at $9,000 on DraftKings. That's a pretty good indication that he's someone you would look to play in a tournament on FanDuel. Um, and, you know, on DraftKings at 9000 I don't see many people playing him at all either. Uh, I do think there's a ton of upside here. And, you know, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that Godley's one of the best tournament plays out there tonight. Let's look at the cheaper pitchers here. I would expect on DraftKings, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would expect that once again, Garrett Richards is going to be very popular at 6,500. Feels like the best value at starting pitcher. No, he wasn't very good in his last start. Only gave you 5.3 DK points. His price has even gone down from there, though. And I still think Richards is a pretty decent pitcher. I'm willing to give him one more run, especially at that price. Over on FanDuel, if they play that game in New York, Matt Harvey is $7,000. It's a tournament-only option. I mean, if you're, but, I mean, if you're playing cash games, you're just playing Verlander anyway. So, I I am going to take a shot on Matt Harvey. What cheap pitchers do you like tonight? Yeah, I'm like, look, on FanDuel, most all of my lineups are going to be Verlander just because it's, in my opinion, relatively easy to still get as many studs as you really probably need. Uh, I'll play Godley. I'll play Matt Harvey in one lineup if that game really looks like it's going to play. But I agree with you 100% on DraftKings. Uh, I think you have to give Garrett Richards another shot here. Uh, you know, look, it's early in the season. This Cleveland offense, sure, they're a good team, uh, but playing on the road here in L.A., this is a really strong pitching environment. It's still very cool outside. Uh, I, I really like Garrett Richards here. I think he makes the most sense. Um, and it's really a situation where I wouldn't get cute and try and play, you know, Tom one on the other side even. I, I prefer Garrett Richards. Um, I, I think he's the best value on DraftKings by a wide margin. There's one other name I want to throw out there. He's $6,000 on both sites, and that is Jack Flaherty. He was awful in 21 innings in the major leagues last year a whip of 1.5 and era over six but he was pretty dominant in the minor leagues and he might be pitching for a spot on the major league club because it sounds like adam wainwright just about ready to come back struck out a batter per inning had a 2.18 era in the minor leagues you gonna take any lineups with jack flaherty tonight uh, i might i uh i was playing around with it a little bit before we started recording actually um if I do, look, it's going to be the one lineup that I play Bryce Harper in, and I'm going to play Harper, Springer, Trout. Like, I'm going to get really everybody that I want in there. 
Um, and, and, you know, if that's something you're looking to do tonight, then I do think that Flaherty is someone that you should consider. Uh, cause you're right. He is absolutely pitching for his job at this point. And, you know, it's obviously concerning though, because the park shift to Miller Park is not something it's that's ideal for a young pitcher that has struggled. No, it's absolutely terrible. Let's get to the hitters now at the catcher position. Not sure we're playing any on FanDuel unless we just want to play Kershaw with the Astros hitters. But Miguel Montero, with Matt Wieters going on the disabled list, I expect Montero to be their catcher against right-handed pitchers. 2,100 against Julio Tehran. Is he easily the best value on DraftKings? Yeah, I mean, look, if he's in the lineup, uh, which it looks like he probably will be, uh, he's an auto play. Um, it's an absolute free square, and I think that it's one that you're going to have to take today. So, uh, yeah, Miguel Montero, easily the number one option on DraftKings. Are there any of the catchers, the more expensive catchers, Evan Gaddis, Yasmani Grandal, Yadi, McCann, any of those guys you're considering? I mean, I think, you know, before the Montero situation popped up, uh, you know, initially my model told me that we had to play Russell Martin. Uh, just the price point at 3K gives you some exposure to the Toronto Blue Jays just coming off a game where he hit a home run. Uh, I, you know, I don't like Miguel Gonzalez. I, I think that he's going to give up at least two home runs in this game. So, you know. It was Russell Martin, but nothing can compete with Miguel Montero at that price point just because of what it allows you to do at the other positions. I love the way, and it doesn't happen all the time, but I don't look at any of your information before we start this show because I try to come up with some, we bring some, some new ideas other than what the data is going to say. Before I made the Miguel Montero discovery in my head, <laughs> I had Russell Martin in my optimal DraftKings lineup, so... We are on the same page, me and the spreadsheet. Justin Smoke at first base, Mike's dong chaser pick of the night. I do have a question about that, though. Are Justin Smoke, Marvin Gonzalez, basically the same price on DraftKings. Are you playing Smoke over Marwin in cash games? I am. Uh, I Smoke's a guy that I'm just kind of prioritizing everywhere. Um, I guess probably a good, you know, rule of thumb for the listeners out there, if I give a pick that's my dong chaser's pick, I'm playing him in every format, whether that's cash tournaments. Uh, the only time that that might differ is when I'm just tilting really bad and I want to save some money and I'm going to give <laughs> someone like Trey Mancini like I did the other day. Uh, but generally, and I'll do a good job of trying to relay that message to you throughout the show, but if he's my dong chaser pick, he's going to be in every lineup. Every lineup. The nice thing is over on FanDuel, you could play both Marwin and Smoke because Marwin's $1,000 cheaper on FanDuel. I think maybe a better value there. Uh, Freddie Freeman versus Jose Abreu. Got to be the two, top two first basemen on the slate. They're similarly priced on both sides. Abreu has crushed lefties. He's going up against Jay Happ, which Freeman gets Ben Lively or somebody. No, he doesn't get Ben Lively. Who does Freddie Freeman go against tonight? Freddie Freeman's going against A.J. Cole. Uh, ben Freeman Lively, be basically. In Atlanta, and I prefer Freddie Freeman in this matchup. Uh, I I think the Braves probably win this game. So I, I definitely think that Freeman is the better play over Jose Abreu. Uh, you know, that's probably backwards to what, you know, maybe some of your data might say. Definitely what your head's going to say when you see the White Sox in that good hitting environment in Toronto against a left-handed pitcher. But I, Freddie Freeman is clearly the better play for me tonight. Well, Adam is uh, throwing out data in your defense. Lefties had a 975 OPS and 103 at-bats against A.J. Cole last year. So, yeah, absolutely a fantastic spot for Freddie Freeman. The other thought I had on DraftKings, Matt Carpenter's just too cheap. 
and I know part of it is me probably not giving Chase Anderson quite enough credit. I do think he's a good pitcher. I don't think he's an ace. And Carpenter at Miller Park for 3500 that just seems way too cheap. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really miserable for me today when I was uh, looking through my data and putting things together because Justin Smoke, Matt Carpenter are two, like, truly almost must plays for me today. Uh, you know, it sounds silly to say must play in baseball because of the variance with hitting, but I want to play both of them. I can't do it on DraftKings. I can very easily on FanDuel, and I will be doing so. So I love Matt Carpenter, but I, I have to play Justin Smoke because of the home run rating in my mind. Well, and I'm just going to, like, this is why we can't have nice things. DraftKings does a phenomenal job giving us multi-position eligibility. Sometimes those positions are just absolutely crazy, like Ryan McMahon at second base yesterday. But why in the world is Matt Carpenter not eligible at second or third base? I assume that will be fixed very shortly because I'd like to have Carpenter in there at third. We'll just jump over to third. I kind of feel like third base is a wasteland tonight. It, it really is. Uh, you know, on FanDuel, it's as simple as locking in Matt Carpenter for me. Um, you know, on DraftKings, it obviously gets a little more difficult. You know, you can look at, again, Josh Donaldson if you want to keep picking on Miguel Gonzalez. Uh, other than that, it's going to kind of really depend on how teams release their lineups and what kind of uh, value we, we get popping up there. I would expect Matt Davidson to be very contrarian because his price on DraftKings 4200 has him priced like a good baseball player. I think he is a good baseball player, at least a good power option in the Rogers Center against a lefty, though. So I think Davidson, and then also you could go right back to Matt Chapman, another decent matchup for him. Yeah, the Matt Chapman thing is uh, very, very interesting. Uh, you know, looking at the uh, odds of that game, it's really funny to see Hamels is such an underdog to the Oakland A's. Uh, you know, life uh, really comes at you quick when you're a starting pitcher. And I actually like the A's better tonight than I did last night. I think that they're one of the best contrarian stacks of the night against Cole Hamels. You know, they didn't really have a ton of success against Bartolo Colon last night. Uh, but they've got a number of guys that hit left-handed pitching very well. And I think Cole Hamels is going to have a rough night tonight. In Oakland. Well, and Cole Hamels is ripe to be hit well by those right-handed bats. Last year, he was awful. He was still really good against lefties. They had just a 483 OPS against him. But Chris Davis, Jonathan McCroy both have a good history against Hamels. And I think Chapman, Marcus Simeon, Jed Lowry, all those guys are in consideration. Yeah, I mean, I'd even go as far as Stephen Piscotty. Um, Chad Pender might get a start tonight. Jake Smolenski. Like, Smolenski's a guy that we don't have a huge, huge sample size. But if he gets a start here, he has absolutely crushed left-handed pitching in his career when he's been given the opportunity to play. Uh, I think that he, you know, if you, if I'm projecting him to hit near the top of the order. If he does and you need a cheap punt player, I think Smolenski's one of the best that has home run upside tonight. Smolenski, that is not a name that I expected to hear. We'll have to wait until later today to see if he's playing. And last night was a good example of why you need to subscribe to Sportsline and get Mike's optimal lineup. We had talked about Ryan McMahon. For some reason, the crazy Rockies are just must leave him on the bench. He did not start again last night. But we did find out pretty close to lock that Jock Peterson was not only starting for the Dodgers, but leading off. That turned him into a much better option. I got him in my lineup. You've got to pay attention late. You've got to subscribe to Sportsline. You can do it for just $1 with the promo code DFS Podcast. You can get Mike's lineups. You can make some money. Let's talk about second base. I don't love second base tonight either, but it feels like you're going to make a choice between paying up for Jose Altuve and trying that cheap route with Devin Travis. It didn't work so well again. 
yeah, I mean, look, that's probably where we're at again tonight. Uh, I'm personally taking the route of paying up for Jose Altuve. Uh, I think that this is the matchup for him. And, you know, look, I, I like some of the Blue Jays. I'm going to have Toronto exposure with Justin Smoke and, and probably Curtis Granderson. Uh, so I, I think that I would rather get exposed to the Houston Astros here. So Jose Altuve is pretty clearly the top play and someone that I'm really kind of prioritizing, um, you know, as one of my top two hitters of the night, just because of the way the positions break out tonight. Top two hitters of the night. I like it a lot. Who are you liking at shortstop tonight? Uh, I'm going to, you know, we're going to, we got to wait and see on Carlos Correa. Um, you know, part of me thinks that he's going to just come back and be fine and probably hit a dong and you're going to be sad that your dong train didn't continue. But assuming that he's out, I think Marcus Simeon is pretty clearly the number one shortstop, uh, especially on FanDuel at 2800. I think that Marcus Simeon against Cole Hamels, you know, look, I, you guys hear Marcus Simeon's name and might not think elite power hitter, you know, a ton of upside, but I'm here to tell you, he has a ton of upside in this matchup. He's one of the better shortstops against left-handed pitching. And we, you know, we just talked about how Cole Hamels has really kind of struggled. I, I think he's the guy at this point in the day. Yeah. There are a couple options that I like tonight and they're all cheap. Uh, I think Ahmed Rosario still way underpriced at 2600. I like his matchup against Ben Lively. I think that that's a good spot. I do think also you could go with somebody like Orlando Arcia. 2200 at home against Flaherty. Either one of those guys, but Simeon, if you have the extra $200, pretty easy to just plug him in. And now we're to the most uh, robust part of lineup setting, the outfield where we have all the studs, Springer, Trout, Blackman, Harper. Rank those guys tonight, Mike. Um, as far, I'm going to rank them in the order in which I want to play them. Uh, first, going to start on FanDuel, and George Springer is clearly number one. Uh, I mean, just the price difference between him and Trout and Bryce Harper makes it pretty much an obvious no-brainer for me on FanDuel. Now, on DraftKings, I do think that you probably prioritize Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, and George Springer pretty equally. Uh, you know, I think it's more of a personal preference as they all rate very well. I'm going to be taking the stance where I'm prioritizing George Springer. Uh, I like that I have to pay more for him than some of the other hitters or at least the same price. Uh, because I do think that he will not be as highly owned over there. So it's just like I'm taking the stance on Verlander, no matter what, over Kershaw tonight over there. I'm going to be doing the same thing with George Springer over Bryce Harper. And then Curtis Granderson, your favorite value in the outfield, despite his BVP numbers? Uh, there are two. Um, Curtis Granderson and Dexter Fowler. I might be playing both of them. Uh, if you only have to play one, uh, you know, you might lean towards Dexter Fowler. It's a really good matchup for him on the road in Milwaukee especially if you're afraid of the that BVP, uh, the numbers there. I'm not really too worried about the BVP there. I'm going to play Curtis Granderson either way. But Granderson, Dexter Fowler, 2,000 and 2,100 on FanDuel. Uh, I believe they're 3,000 and 3,200 on DraftKings. Both very easy to play, even if you're paying up at pitching. Okay, so let's take a look at these lineups because they've not quite come together in the way that we've talked about. Uh, on DraftKings, I've started with Verlander and Garrett Richards. I've got Miguel Montero at catcher, Justin Smoke at first base, Jose Altuve at second. We've got Marcus Simeon at short, George Springer, Chris Davis, and Curtis Granderson in the outfield. That leaves us 4,600 for third base. That's enough for Nolan Arenado. It's enough for any third baseman you want. 
but does it make sense to pick one of the cheaper third basemen and replace Granderson with a more expensive outfielder? Um, I, I think it does. I guess it's going to depend on who is in the lineup when we're talking really cheap third basemen. Um, you know, I don't like a ton of the third basemen. You know, I, mean, I mean, I guess where we're at there, I think Chapman would be the guy that I would probably look to put in. Um, you know, do you have a name other than Chapman that's cheaper that you think is in a really good spot? I really don't. That would leave us a thousand dollars more for Granderson, so you could go up to four thousand dollars at outfielder. I guess the question would be, do you want Chapman and a four thousand dollar outfielder, or do you want Granderson and Arenado? Um, at this point in the day, it might be Granderson and Arenado, but we need to watch the weather. If for some reason we think that the New York Mets game is going to play, I know we talked about it being a good pitching environment. I could see taking a flyer on someone like Jay Bruce against Ben Lightwood. I could also see using Jose Martinez if you want to kind of get some more exposure to the St. Louis Cardinals. I think it's a good spot for him against Chase Anderson. And I think that if another thing you could do, if you want to go a little bit cheaper at third base, Adrian Beltre is down to 3,400 now against very hittable Kendall Graveman. You could plug Beltre in at third base. That'd give you 4,200 for red hot Lorenzo Cain, who seems to absolutely love hitting at Miller Park. Yeah, I think I like that move a little better, actually. That makes a lot of sense. That is uh, definitely something that I'd be doing. Plug that in here, and then we'll go over the lineup. So in the outfield, we'll have Springer, we'll have Kane, we'll have Karis Davis. That is a very good outfield. We've got Verlander and Garrett Richards as our pitchers. The hitters on the infield, Miguel Montero, Justin Smoke, Jose Altuve, Adrian Beltre, and Marcus Simeon. Head over to FanDuel here. We've got another kind of sticky situation. The pricing not necessarily working out exactly as we'd planned. And so you're going to have to make a choice, I think, between Jose Altuve and George Springer. Here's what I've got. I've got Verlander and Justin Smoke. I've got Matt Carpenter and Marcus Simeon. I've got Chris Davis and Dexter Fowler and Curtis Granderson. And you only have 38.50 for a second baseman and a utility. Yeah, no, we, we definitely have some work to do there. I don't think that you're going to be able to get them both. Uh, I, you know, I, I want to prioritize George Springer, so I do think we're going to have to take a little different approach at second base, but man, there really, there really isn't much there. We, uh, wow. You, you found, you sound perplexed, Mike. This is not, this is not, uh, not a sound I'm used to hearing from you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take Dexter Fowler out of the lineup. George Springer is going into the outfield. We're going to put Devin Travis at second base, and that will leave you 3400 for a utility. I think you'll find those uh, options much more palatable. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely guys that we can get in this range. Uh, you know, Domingo Santana, we didn't even really mention him. Uh, I like the... You know, I, I like the Brewers a lot in this matchup. I do, you know, we talked about Flaherty could be a decent turn of play. I think he's a great play there. Uh, and then the other guy that we've talked about quite a bit, Matt Chapman. Uh, if we want to get another piece and make this a miniature Oakland A stack against Cole Hamels, I think that that is a pretty wise decision as well. Let's just plug in Matt Chapman because I do like that. I think righties may have some success against Hamels tonight. So how do you like this FanDuel lineup? Verlander, Justin Smoke, Devin Travis, Matt Carpenter, Marcus Simeon, Kris Davis, George Springer, Curtis Granderson, and Matt Chapman. 
I, I like it a lot. And there is $100 left. So if you prefer Dexter Fowler over Curtis Granderson, absolutely plug him in there. And Adam has built us a Dong Chasers lineup, getting your pick in, his pick in, my pick, and Chris's pick, Reese Hoskins. Starts with Zach Godley at pitcher. This is on FanDuel. Justin Smoke as Drubal Cabrera. Well, he says lefties against Ben Lively. Matt Carpenter, Ledmus Diaz, Bryce Harper, George Springer, K. Riss Davis, and Reese Hoskins. I love the outfield. Unfortunately, there's no way to play all of our Dong Chasers picks, I don't think tonight. Um, Scott's going with Springer as well. Can we fit all those guys in, Mike? Um, I mean, I think, you know, look, we certainly can. We're going to have to punt it a, a position or two, but I, I do think that we can get them all in. I'm going to try to just uh, put that together real quick as we finish up. Zach Godley is definitely the pitcher you're using if you want to use a lot of these high-priced bats. We can plug Springer into the outfield there with K. Riss Davis. We'll get Reese Hoskins into the lineup as well. Justin Smoke is already there. And I'm just missing Adam's pick of Bryce Harper. What is going on? This is your producer speaking here. I made the lineup for you. I got all the dong chasers in. Oh, you'd already put Scott's in. Yeah, I did. I got them all in there. We're good to go well, here. I, I appreciate you jumping in and saving me from building the exact same lineup yeah, that you just built. exactly. And I'm going to read it again because it's so important. It's Godly, so good. Smoke, Cabrera, Carpenter, Ledmus Diaz, Harper, Springer, K. Riss Davis, Hoskins, and George Springer at the utility. There's a lot of dongs there, Mike. A lot of dongs there and a lot of, uh, a lot of upside. If Godly does his thing, that could be a very good lineup tonight. That's going to do it for the baseball edition of the Sportsline DFS podcast. What's turning into a marathon here on Tuesday? We already had master, Masters coverage out there for you. You should go consume that. We had Chip Patterson on the show. He was phenomenal, built a great DraftKings Masters lineup. And just a little bit later today, yes, we've still got NBA DFS. It's coming up next. Time.